I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 56 of the podcast. I am very happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please go bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the excitement coming your way here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, as we inch our way closer to Father's Day, I would like to remind all my listeners out there that here on First Class Fatherhood, every day is Father's Day, as it should be in any father's life, okay? Fatherhood should be celebrated every day and at the highest level, and we're here at First Class Fatherhood to do just that. And in just a couple of moments here, right after the quick spot, I will be joined by another fellow podcasting first class father hugo torres will be here in just a moment so stick around for that Uh, the best is yet to come here on the podcast i got a lot of nice deals in the making here i'm behind the scenes i'm working out uh, with some pretty top name first class fathers to get them on the program to appear on their program so stick with me on social media follow me on twitter and facebook because big things are coming very soon here to first class fatherhood so With that being said, I'm going to hit this quick spot, and then we are going to get right into a nice conversation with a first-class father, Hugo Torres. I just want to remind all the dads out there that fatherhood rocks, and please, if you embrace it and push yourself through the little difficult times that you may face, there is nothing but greatness on the other side. You have the opportunity to make a difference in this world, as little as it may seem to you. If all of us do our part here as fathers, raising our young children to become young men and women of the future, our world is going to be a better place. So let's make it happen together. Stay with me here on First Class Fatherhood. I'm Alec Lace, and I'll be right back after a quick spot. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a fellow podcaster. He is also a first class father and he is a social media extraordinaire. You can follow him all over social media. It is my honor to welcome Hugo Torres to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. All right. Now, one of the things that I like to say, and, and, and I just recently spoke to another podcasting father out there, and since I got onto the scene here, it has been so heartwarming to hear from so many dads like you that have like-minded ideas and a like-minded approach to fatherhood. Uh, tell me, how many kids do you have? I have two kids. I have a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old. Um, it is the first day of uh, you know, summer vacation here around Southern California. So we're getting into, we're getting into the new normal here for the next three months or so before they go back into school. Yeah, I got, I got, I got four kids myself. I have a 12 and a 10 in that batch too. So I'm right there with you. Uh, (laughs) what, what are some of the struggles that you see fathers facing today? Well, I, you know, as, as far as I can see the, the, you know, I, my circle of friends has a variety of dads and some of them are divorced dads that are dealing with uh, exes who they are trying to overcome the challenges of having two households. Uh, You know, I also have other dads that are dealing with moms who are hurting because cancer is a, is a real thing and and, and it affects all families. And so I have very close friends 
that are dealing with with moms that are hurting that way. I have also, you know, and also have dads that, um, like myself, who are everyday single dads, and we're trying to overcome the challenges of what we were taught that men were supposed to be like, and that we're not these stoic figures that, you know, that, 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 that's what... That that's what the paradigm is for fatherhood, but in fact, that we are very three dimensional, and as we're raising children, we are trying to show that to them the fact that we are flawed and that we're human, and that they get to learn life lessons from us. Uh, and, it, and they're all not going to be good, but there's a lot of you know great stuff to learn from being a dad. Yeah, and I, I think that when it comes to fathers, it seems like it's really. The stereotype is either one extreme or the other. We're expected to be this uh, strong male person that's uh, chauvinistic. Or the other way, if we love our children, then we're just the lovey-dovey guy that's into religion. It, it can't just uh, be a balance of the two. And, and really, that's where most fathers come in. We balance work life and we balance our marriage as a, as a husband or as a single dad with our relationships with our, with, with our significant others and, and, and our main role as a father. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I wear about a hundred different hats maybe not a hundred but a dozen different hats throughout the day i can go from being somebody that's trying to create art in my podcasting because i do believe that it's an art it's not easy to get on a microphone and to talk and be honest and and, and um translate your thoughts into audio and put that out there to the world so i go from that to being the guy that's running to the store real quick to make something happen for them or being or when my wife comes home that, that there'll be a nice dinner for her at the same time also i'm a p I'm, I'm on the pta or i have been on the pta and dealing with all the minutiae of running an organization for the you know that eventually is going to help all the kids in our school district uh and then i'm also a realtor and we talked a little bit about that uh over email the fact that i have been in the real estate industry for a long long time and all the challenges that that market has had and and the fact that you know running any business is is challenging onto challenging onto itself, uh, and the fact that also that I'm a sensitive soul, and you know when I, when I when I'm trying to relate to my children is the fact that there are nuances to being you know uh, any person, in that there is no flaw in being somebody that feels things, that understands that. The world is complicated in that I am trying to be the very best guy that I can be for my children. And that means that I'm not perfect. You know, that, I think that's one of the concepts uh, that I, um, I'm trying to break away from is that when I was growing up, is my, my parents told me that they were the end all and be all, even though I inherently knew that that wasn't true. And for my children, I want them to understand that I may not have all the answers, but I will figure it out with them, and I want to be a conduit to information, not a stopgap. Yeah, very well said, and I agree with that philosophy. I struggle myself at times with that because I am just as flawed as the next guy. I have many failures. I fail on a daily basis. I try to limit them as much as I can, but I also try to embrace them and try to learn from them as much as possible and then pass those lessons on. Because that's one of the other ways we can learn is learn from other people's mistakes so they can save us a couple of failures. I just try to be that example for my children, let them know that, hey, it's OK if you do fail. But instead of just being holding your head down, take a look at the failure and grab something from it. 
Most definitely. You know, it's one of those weird things is that you hear, you know, over the course of your life, all of these different mantras or memes for, you know, for the for the modern kids out there listening and, and you know, that it's OK to fail and and whatnot. And then the fatherhood happens or parent thing happens. And all of a sudden, a lot of the things that you learn over life, um, theory becomes practice and you actually have to enact what it is that you've heard. And yes, it's always good to fail in practice, but then at, when, when you're in the everyday and you don't do the right thing or you, you know, for me anyways, you know, I, I've snapped on my kids because I've had a moment of a lot of pressure going on in my head. And then I've come to my senses and realized, oh, my gosh, I completely screwed that situation up. And I've, I'm one of those dads that has apologized to my kids several times. And I can't remember in my lifetime, or at least when my dad was around, because he's not here with us anymore, um, where my dad ever apologized, because he was the the beginning and the end to all things, and there was no error in him, at least the way that he put it to me. And, and I'm one of those dads that, hey, listen, I, when I've messed up, and I have, I'll go to my kids and say, you know what, dad just didn't get that right today. And and I'm sorry, I, and, I, and I'm especially raising a young man and you know, I have a boy and a girl, but especially raising a young boy, I want them to understand that being uh, being a man doesn't mean you are you're without fault. You're human. You are, you know, you're going to run into you know into incorrections from time to time. So, but own up to them. You know, learn from them. Be better by them. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I definitely agree with you there because I, I'm the same way. Uh, I, I come from a father who was born in 1930. He's no longer with us either. Oh but he, he had that same uh, uh, mentality. He wasn't a guy that would ever apologize and had that stereotypical type of strong-willed father. And, and I'm the complete opposite. I, I apologize to my children just because that I'm aware of my mistakes and I'm aware sometimes that, that, my, that my words do carry a lot of weight on them. And sometimes I punish the, the wrong child for the wrong thing. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, uh, and, and there's the worst, probably the worst feeling I, I, that, I, that I get. Oh, I can't tell you. I mean, uh, uh, the other day, uh, I, my, my, my youngest, which, you know, for me, when it comes to times and, you know, pickups and all of that, I get very confused. You know, I, I am a very, very simple, you know, I always tell that to, to my kids. It's like, that's a simple dude. Um, and, and I get confused easily. And so just this week, I had, an, you know, interaction where I was trying to show some property and, uh, you know, 10 miles in Southern California might as well be 40 miles when it comes to traffic because you're, you know, and now we're in between places when there's a lot of people on the road. And so I'm trying to show this property. My son is going to get out of school. And although he knows what to do if in, in the event that that's not there for pickup, he knows that he, lo he gets to walk to the local library. I got my wires crossed and I thought that he was already out of school when he wasn't. And so I am doing everything that I can to get to him and traffic is what it is. And I am snapping on people on the road because, you know, my job uh, in that case, I'm very old school. My job is to protect my kids. Uh, no matter what, my job is to make sure that they are safe, that they are accounted for, that when we come, my wife comes home from work, that we're all there for her to greet and, and that we're all happy campers. Anyways. So we get on, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to get to him and he is not, 
returning my text messages. And I'm asking my daughter to text them. Are you there? Are you okay? Everything, whatnot. Now, she tells me uh, he gets out at 3 o'clock. I didn't realize, you know, the fact that, you know, I thought, you know, he got out at a different time. And I am snapping on everybody on the road, and I'm snapping on my kid. And I come home, and I'm all, you know, Twitter painted because I'm upset with everybody. And then I realize I got my times wrong, and I've been snapping at all the kids because I'm the one that messed up. Wow. And <laughs> you, you, you go through this like, oh, my goodness. Now I have to apologize to everyone. And, you know, I try to mask it and like, well, you know, dad is concerned because he wants to make sure that you guys are safe. And that, you know, But I realized <laughs> I'm the one that screwed up. I'm the one that messed up. My kids had it right all the time. And now I got to tell them, guys, you know what? Dad, dad just forgets sometimes, and more than you know. And all he wanted to do was make sure you guys were safe, but he got it wrong today. So I'm sorry, and please forgive me. And uh, I bought him some cupcakes or something to make up for. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. There, it is important what you said there too, because as fathers, we, we do we do want to protect and fight and kill for our children if necessary. But I think also more, we also want to nourish and love our children just like a mother would. So we have the, I have that dynamic in me, and it's a, and it's a, it's a, it's a constant struggle to balance that out and, and to try to display that and to communicate that and to choose my language that I use with my children is very tricky and very difficult. So I do spend time trying to educate myself on how to use my words better, and I do that by listening to other fathers and listening to ways that they've gone through similar things and how they've done it, and, and it really helps. And, and that's why I applaud you for what you're doing and your podcast and your posts, because they are important and they, and they do help fathers. I will say this, and that's the other component of it. In that sense is that I get to raise proper nerds. <laughs> and what I mean by that is this, a 1980s kid, 1990s kid, uh, I like things that were off the beaten path. And I don't, you know, nowadays, you know, nerds are revered, but back in the eighties or nineties, when I was a kid, uh, you didn't want to be one, but it's it's funny because now, uh, like you know, for instance, I get I get to instill in them my love for movies. I, I adore movies. I've been watching them forever, and there's a lot of things that I, you know, that I that I try to pass on, or a lot, you know, I, I assign to my son. He's uh, 12 years old. Uh, 1984, which is one of my favorite books. He just read um, Animal Farm. Uh, he read Fahrenheit 451. Uh, yeah, important. Those are important books. Uh, to me, it's most certainly are. I know that he's, you know, he and sometimes he thinks like, no, Dad, I, I they assign me things at home, and that's one of the conversations that I had. I mean, at school, I, one of the conversations that I had, I said, yes, but you don't realize that I'm an educator too. You know, yes, you have your teachers, and they're very important people, and I respect them greatly. But I am an educator just as them, and I expect the same kind of respect in that sense, like you would to any you know to any other teacher that you go to. So there's a lot of things that I instill them. The music that I listen to, um, I'm all all you know, I'm getting to be curmudgeonly, and I don't care for any of the modern music. So I have them listen to, um, you know, Bob Marley here at home listen to the you know to the fujis and uh the, uh the stones and all of it's like you would get to any you know to any other teacher that you go to so there's a lot of things that i instill them the music that i listen to um i'm all all you know i'm getting to be curmudgeonly and i don't care for any of the modern music so i have them listen to um 
you know, Bob Marley here at home, or I have them listen to the, you know, to the Fugees and uh, the, you know, the Stones and all of these things that, that shape my life. I want them to know that kind of stuff because it's important. So it, it, it has been fantastic as a, as a dad and as, like I said, an educator to, to tell them, hey, this is where dad came from. And mom too, of course, because she's got her own things that she wants to instill in them. And we get to pass on the things that, that shaped our lives that, that that gave flavor to where we come from and we're passing on to them and and in that sense it's a lot of fun because there's a lot of things that they do and they enjoy that now we have a, you know a common bond because you get to pass that on when you're when you're a dad yeah that'll lead into my next question here too but it's definitely important and i think having access to all this stuff that we have today it gives us the opportunity to let our kids experience the things we experience I, I'm, I'm right there with you with something i can't really watch a lot of the tv shows or listen to the music today and because of the technology i don't have to i can have my kids watch the sunday morning cartoons that i watch they can watch the movies that i grew up watching and they have the access to it so I, i'd like to ask you now you're right there with a preteen. Uh, I'm, I'm coming up against this. How are you handling the social media, the phone, the Internet? And how are you kind of what steps are you taking to, 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 to monitor them? Well, you know, my wife and I have had uh, very long conversations about this. And I am obviously an overshare. I, I enjoy sharing. If you ever look at my Instagram page, you see that I am you know, anything that I cook or make. Uh, it's being shared on there. I love photography and I've been a photographer for a long time. So I display that stuff. My writing is something that I've always wanted to share with the world, so I put that out there for people to look, read over, and I have a good audience for that. But to answer your question, um, they don't have social media, and it's not because I'm afraid of afraid of it. It's just that I think that it's something that a full grown adult needs to grapple with. And there's already so many other things that they have access to and they have input. There's so much data that, they, that, that these kids, that you and I, when we were in the kids, we didn't have access to. And it's not easy to put content out. You know, you have to filter it. You have to make a lot of decisions when you're putting, you know, uh, content out. And even I am struggling with what are, what are the things that I'm, you know, posting, what it is that I'm sharing. Never mind somebody that who doesn't have any guidance. And because social media is so global, I, I have to worry about the fact that they may not be able to deal with the consequences of anything that they put out. So that's a very long-winded way of saying that we are not – we are not going to expose that to them yet. They are aware that the internet works and we certainly are not prudes. We don't censor a lot of things, but when it comes for them putting themselves out there to the world, I don't think that they're ready and capable to. So therefore we don't. Very well said. Yeah. And I, I agree. And, and, and for as much good as, as all the access to this information, because our children are going to have access to information like no other generation has had before them. And, it's a great thing, but it's also a very dangerous one. And uh, it could just as easily go the wrong way with the Internet as it can go in the positive direction. So uh, one thing one thing that I find that that's, that I'm right in the middle of here and then you are, too, is the average age of the American person right now is 38 or 39 years old. So we're like we're the meat of the country right now. And that's why I've been so overwhelmed by the response I've gotten from fathers 
all over the country that share these thoughts about fatherhood and they're really embracing fatherhood because the, the eye on fatherhood and, and, and the tone of fatherhood in the mainstream media portrayed on TV and in movies is, is so negative and it, and it has poisoned the mind of so many of the young people that are afraid to become fathers or they become fathers and now think it's the worst thing that happened to them. So um, I'm glad that, that you reached out to me and that I have been able to you know share a few minutes with you here on First Class Fatherhood. Um, tell me a little bit now, uh, where can we find your podcast? Where can we find your post? Well, you know, it's, it's simple. On Twitter, I'm at Hugo's Post, H-U-G-O-S-P-O-S-T-S. Uh, again, it's, it's me adding more flavor to the things that I constantly write about. If you're on Instagram and you care about my chickens, because I have about four hens that I raise and they tend to be fairly well featured on my Instagram page, uh, I'm uh, Hugo Torres. Uh, on there, T-O-R-R-E-S. Um, you know, and, and again, I have a, a, a blog that I've been writing for a very long time, which outlines and delineates a lot of the uh, adventures that I've had through life. A lot of my photography goes on there, and that's sangabrielvalley.blogpost.com. Um, so, yeah, I'm fairly easy to find. Very cool. Uh, before I let you go here, what kind of advice could you give new dads out there or the about-to-be father? New dads. That's, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a good one. I, I guess one of the things that I would say is this, that whatever script you were given, you know, you know, put it off to the side and really look at yourself, really try to understand who you are and be ready to mature over the course of your time as being a father. Somebody said this yesterday. This is in my quote, or this is my idea is that, but one of the artists that uh, was on uh, this uh, talk yesterday said that his parents, I mean, his children made him a man from the standpoint of you come to grips with the, you know, with, with the, the, the theory of who you were going to be, really gets tested when one's children come about. And over the course of raising them, you become the man that you were supposed to be because now all of a sudden you're responsible. So you, you, some of us in life give, get, get given a raw deal. You know, we may not have had the best life. Uh, our parents may not have been perfect. Or some of us have a great time with our children, I mean, with, with our parents, and, and they were wonderful. But... When you're responsible for another life, um, you, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what child you're going to get. You don't know what challenges you're going to get. And you don't also, the person that you're with, that you, who begat the child with, you don't know what that person's going to turn into. And hopefully they're going to remain the same, but you, that doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen. And so you got to be ready to roll with the punches. So take the script that you were given and keep that as a guide, more or less, but be ready and be open to the adventure that's going to come and be open to change and, and, and realize that if you do it right, you'll mature into the man that you're supposed to be. Very well put there, Hugo. I really appreciate you reaching out. I'm going to have the link to all of your contact information in the description of this podcast. And uh, I look forward to reaching out to you again and staying in touch with you. I really think there's a big, a big movement here about fatherhood. Just in general, people getting together, dads that are, that are embracing this. And uh, it's very encouraging and it keeps me moving forward here. So I got to say thank you, Hugo Torres, for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Father. I really appreciate it. Thank you for reaching out today. All right. We'll be right back after a quick spot. Thanks.
All right, back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. Episode 56 is in the books. I want to say a special thank you to Hugo Torres for giving me a few moments of his time. I wish him nothing but the best of luck in the future. I will be back tomorrow here with episode 57 as we continue to roll along here. Got a big Father's Day weekend coming up. So I want to say thank you to all you listeners out there for continuing to show me your love and support. And please, Hit me with a little bit of feedback. Let me know what you thought about today's podcast. It always goes a long way so I know what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong here. So I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, you may not always get to fly first class, but you are always a first class father.